Welcome back to another episode of the Hot Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Modafari, and today's episode is called Lessons of a Recovered People Pleaser. Uh, I actually just want to begin by saying that my definition of recovered is very different to most people. Um, And what I mean by that is that I don't believe recovered means perfection. I don't believe recovered means... um, you don't have a, like a certain, you don't experience something bad in that arena anymore. To me, I just want to begin by defining what I mean when I say recovered. To me, recovered, the thing is no longer debilitating your life. It's just that simple. That you, let's say, for example, if I exhibit people-pleasing tendencies, yeah, um, I don't see that as me not being recovered. I see that as me being human and me understanding that people-pleasing behavior is a stress response. Okay, so let's let's get there. So I know you might be confused, but I assure you this episode is going to be incredibly eye-opening because we're not just going to talk about things that I've learned from recovering from being a people-pleaser, but you're also going to have a new way of viewing recovery in health and wellness. Um, and It's going to help you see, I hope anyway, that you're doing much better than you think you are. Are you ready for this or are you ready for this? Because I'm serious. If you really pay attention and really take in what we're about to learn today and and learn from my mistakes, I assure you that you'll be able to feel like you've walked away from this episode truly like an evolved version of yourself. Um, So sit back, enjoy, and let's get into today's episode. Um, So before you heard me say that um, people pleasing is actually a type of stress response and that's because it is. And one of the lessons that I had learned is that, well, I didn't know that for most of my life. I didn't know that. I had no idea. And in fact, most people don't really know that. And I only discovered that maybe about two years ago. Um, while I, yeah, anyway, I only discovered that two years ago. And mind you, I was a counselor, um, and therapist for several years at that time. Yeah. And I still didn't know right? I heard the same thing. Like I I wasn't taught in counseling school what people pleasing was because it was so long ago. And I think they even knew, but like just throughout my own professional development, the closest thing I ever heard to explaining people pleasing behavior was like people pleasers are parent pleasers. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yes, that's true. But it's still not really helpful. Um, and it's not really clear in what it really is. Um, And so you know that I'm all about practical wisdom, practical spirituality, practical everything and anything, okay? Um, And so one of the most important lessons I learned was that, you know, if you look at the stress response, we've got the fight, flight, freeze and fawn response. Now the fawn response is one of the stress responses, um, meaning to fawn, which means that the brain has assessed that the perceived threat that that human is under, it believes that it must succumb to um, the needs and desires of a person that they believe is making them feel threatened. Okay. So that whole thing, you know, when you hear, oh, you know, people pleasers were parent pleasers and that's the answer. What they mean is that, well, that the the reason why someone would even the brain would even assess that the best way to survive in that perceived threat or perceived danger um and then linking that to being a parent pleaser was because if you're a child 
like I was a child and my brain went, yep, nah, I'm not big enough to fight, you know, my parent or um, I have nowhere I can literally run away from. So flight and, and there's, I can't just freeze, like uh, that's not going to help either, but I can definitely sacrifice my own needs, make my caregiver or guardian or whoever it is, I'll make them happy, I'll please them at the expense of myself. This is my highest shot of survival right? And so if my brain did that and it did that for several years, well, naturally I'm going to grow up as an adult thinking that it's normal. I'm going to think it's my personality. I'm going to shame myself. I'm going to think there's something wrong with me. Um, of course I'm going to think that. What else? What, how could I think differently when it's all I ever knew? And so the big lesson here that I want to share with you is that, well, people pleasing is not your personality, People-pleasing does not mean that you are weak. It does not mean you're a pushover. It doesn't mean you're a walkover. It doesn't mean you're anything that you thought maybe that it meant. It doesn't mean you're a sook. It doesn't mean you're not strong. None of that. And if someone tells you otherwise, tell them to go check themselves and go study some science, all right? Because I'm sick and tired of hearing people preach shit that I don't understand and it's harming people's recovery, harm, harming people's growth, right? If you're with me, you're with me. Are you with me? Aren't we done with people sending the wrong, inaccurate message, right? Because I'm, I'm so passionate about this because I was shamed, right? I thought there was something inherently wrong with me, not realizing until, you know, 26 plus years um, being on planet earth where I'm like, oh my God, me being a people pleaser, me being so manipulative, me constantly trying to control people's perceptions over me does not mean I'm a bad person. It's literally a stress response and a stress response is a survival response. My brain had to adapt and it found that the safest, most effective way for me to survive my childhood and my perceived threats was for me to fawn, which just means to please and appease, right? To befriend the enemy, so to speak, or befriend the, th- the threat, right? And so me not realizing that most of my suffering wasn't that I was a people pleaser. The suffering was that I felt like there was something wrong with me. I thought that I was such a bad person. I thought I was weak. I thought I was a sook. I thought I was fragile. Like, no, I wasn't. It was, again, a stress response. But you can imagine if I'm stuck in that in that stress response, which I was, again, for most of my life, then um, it's going to now also harm me to literally be a people pleaser. Um, and I actually discovered and recovered from people pleasing by accident. I actually didn't even realize that I was a people pleaser, by the way. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, um, but I didn't even know I was a people pleaser. And let me tell you how I found out by accident. It was when the C word happened in 2020 right? Um, I was having the time of my life. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, like, I, obviously, I don't mean to be insensitive to the shit that was happening in the world. I'm talking about selfishly for a moment, okay? If you are were a people pleaser, then you might relate to this, where now you have a socially acceptable reason to say no. You Like, if you know, you know, okay? All of a sudden, I'm like, I felt free. I felt like a free woman. I'm like, oh, Oh, I can finally take care of myself. I can finally, you know, stop being at the, I guess, I don't know, becking call of literally every other person on the planet but me. You know, I can finally do the things that I've always wanted to do. 
man, I was loving life and I felt guilty for it. And obviously it has nothing to do with my empathy and compassion to what was going on in the world. Of course, my heart was with everyone who suffered during that time. But we're not talking about right now. I'm trying to point to paint a picture here. I'm trying to create a point that I, I discovered I was a people pleaser by accident. Because why is it that for the first time in my life during that time where we, because in Melbourne, we were in lockdown, you know, like we couldn't even like leave to see a friend. Like it, it was like, full on okay you if you if again if you know you know um I noticed that when I had no I had a socially acceptable reason to not have to do anything for anyone not have to sacrifice my needs in any which way or form I sat there going wait what is going on here like why on earth do I feel like this why is everyone else kind of like disappointed like why am I low-key really fucking happy that I don't have to you know answer to anyone and I guess that's what got me to snap out of my denial. You know, I'd been caught at people pleaser before, um, but I didn't. I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, I'm a tough bitch, you know, and I am a tough bitch. Okay. But <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're a tough bitch. If, you, if you've if you got a nervous system, okay, and your nervous system, um, especially when you're a kid, found the only way it was safe was for you to fawn and be a people pleaser, then you're going to know that stress response all too well. You're going to think it's a part of your personality and you're going to think that every time you say no, something dangerous will happen, okay? Um, and so anyway, my point here is that I decided to admit it to myself um, and I'm glad I did because we can't truly transcend or transmute or recover from something if we don't admit that we have the problem in the first place, right? And so um, from here, like I was just sort of like really struggling at this point because at this point, um, this was, you know, about, yeah, it was four years ago, I still hadn't gotten to that point where I felt good or or neutral about it. I was really, really riddled with shame um, because I didn't understand it yet. I didn't understand that it was a stress response. Um, And so obviously when I understood it um, and I realized, oh my goodness, no wonder why I can't recover from it because I try to recover from it, you know, um, because I didn't understand it. I, I I was recovering it from it from like a standpoint of this is my personality and I need to change who I am sort of thing you know I didn't see it as oh like literally anyone who feels a perceived threat if you if my brain thinks I'm in danger okay and it doesn't feel like it can fight or flight or freeze it's naturally gonna succumb to some form of sacrificing my own needs um to protect myself, to keep myself alive. And it's not a conscious decision. It's not voluntary. I don't sit there going, I'm going to resort into my people-pleasing behavior. And so you see now when I say, when I said to you at the beginning of this episode that my, re- my definition of recovery is not what most people call recovery because it makes no sense for me to say that um, I'm never, I, me being recovered as a people-pleaser means I'm never, ever going to resort to that kind of behavior that's bullshit because I am probably going to resort to that behavior if my body thinks that it's the right thing to do in that moment even if it's not the quote-unquote right thing it's a stress response do you see the difference here you know because when when it happens now I'm straight away aware of it and instead of me shaming myself um I just go oh I'm just my body is stressed and it thinks that you know this is the only way to cope cool and in that moment I am in control, right? Because I'm aware of it. And so there's that. And then in my everyday life, like 
I, it's taken some time. Like it's taken some time for my nervous system to learn that it's safe. So it's more so me, the way I've recovered from people pleasing, like in a way where it's no longer debilitating my life. Do you see how before I said like that's recovery? It's when that thing that you were struggling with is no longer debilitating your life. Cause it was, remember, I literally felt like I had never had a time to myself where I could put myself first until I had no choice to because of a freaking lockdown. You know what I'm saying? And like, you can see now why it may, it makes no sense um, to define recovery in any other way. Because once again, it's sort of, I'm going to say sort of, it's sort of impossible to, n- to never people please again, not even for a moment, because it's part of the fawn response, which is a stress response. You know, it's more so, how, what is my relationship to that? It's more so, how do I cope with that? It's more so, do I do this in my everyday life anymore? And no, I don't. And look, sometimes I do, if I'm dysregulated, if I'm just not thinking straight, which is me dysregulated, um, then yes, I am going to engage in that behavior sometimes, but it's not debilitating me anymore. It's not who I am. Like I, I can see the separation. Like I can see that, oh, it's not Christina in her personality. It's Christina stressed, right? Christina thinks that she's in danger. And so this is what my body is doing right? To befriend this person, to act like a punching bag. This is, this is where my martyring behavior came from. Like I had a, like a very big martyring complex, but it's for another episode, um, which I believe is completely linked to the fawn response. But I have, was stuck in that response, right? For, for a long time, for most of my life, I could say. And so I just, I wish that I was taught this when I was younger. I wish that I understood that whenever you know, I felt like something came over me and I had no control over my mouth and body to literally sacrifice my own needs that it had nothing to do with my willpower or my weakness or my personality or my self-worth that it was, again, for fuck's sake, it was just me being stressed, right? And that's it. And if you are going through that repeatedly, like if you grow up you know, um, repeatedly going through some form of abuse, some form of neglect or something like this, then that's when it becomes debilitating, right? Because your body in a way is constantly triggered, which means that it doesn't even have a chance to regulate. So it does become almost like stuck. Um, And the way I kind of imagine it is sort of like, imagine like Um, your car just being stuck on neutral you know you can't move the gears into drive into park or whatever else like that's how I view like a chronic people pleaser you know and I think that if you know if you know that it's not you're not weak that it's not your personality right that if you know this like I'm telling you right now like most of your suffering will ease because you will actually have a better understanding and awareness of the problem itself Because I'm not the only one. Like, even when I was practicing as a therapist and I had clients who went through this and they learned, oh, like, wait, so I'm not weak? So I'm not this pushover because I chose to? Like, it it eased so much of their suffering. So much. And they were empowered again. They were in control. And because of that awareness, because of that knowledge, of course they could recover. And remember, they recovered in the definition that I have it. That it was no longer something that was debilitating them. It wasn't, they weren't abandoning themselves anymore. They weren't. 
because that's what it is. Like, that's where it comes from. Someone who's constantly abandoning themselves, someone who's constantly martyring themselves, someone who's constantly acting like a punching bag and has no conscious control over it. Like, it's not voluntary, you know, that can cause so much shame, so much shame, so much guilt, so much resentment. And it just keeps you stuck in this vicious cycle, which makes you want to people please more, even though that's the one thing you want to stop doing, you know? And I hope that you also find so much ease and 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 hope and courage and and happiness even truly like I really wish that for you and 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 if you're someone who has gone through people pleasing and you have felt shame and you thought that if there was something wrong with you I I really truly hope from the bottom of my heart that you have so much ease from this conversation because I did say to you I really hope for you that you walk away from this a different person and a more evolved version of you, a more a more kinder version of you, so you can understand that it's not your personality. Like, and recovery does not mean you never go through the thing again, okay? And if you think that recovery means that you're perfect, then you have a type of anxiety that causes you to believe that perfectionism is, is the only way that you're loved, okay? That's not true. Recovery is when that thing that you are recovering from is no longer debilitating you. It's very different. Yeah, recovery and healing are also two different things. And I think I'm going to make a whole separate episode on just that. But like for now, what I'm really wanting you to take away from today's episode is for you to understand that number one, people pleasing is not your fault. It is not necessarily something you chose to be. It doesn't mean you're weak and that it's literally a stress response that your body assessed at one point in your life or will assess in another point in your life that the safest way for you to survive the perceived threat in your current environment is to sacrifice your own needs and sacrificing your own needs is the action of people pleasing behavior and that I can confidently tell you that I'm a recovered people pleaser because now I have no shame in saying no, but being recovered doesn't mean I'll never people please because once again, people pleasing is a stress response. And when you have the awareness that it's not your personality, right? It's not, it doesn't mean you're weak. It's not something you chose. It's just a fawn response. Yeah. Then it's no longer debilitating you in your life. You know, and it just becomes this thing that you have awareness of, you know how to handle, and when it happens, you don't freak out. And you and every single time you you are triggered and your people pleasing behavior comes out, and every time you you stay grounded and you have that awareness and you don't let it take over you, you don't let the animal inside of you run the show for you, guess what? That is you recovering. Because your brain and nervous system become less sensitive towards stresses. And I always say this, but every single time you regulate yourself and you shift your response to whatever thing you're struggling with, you are making yourself more resilient. And on a chemical, biological level, you are literally expanding your window of tolerance for stress. Yeah? Like, that's huge. That's huge. Like every, it's every single time. Let me say that again. Every single time you regulate yourself, every single time you do that, it is like a muscle. You are getting stronger and it is not a waste of your time. Your ability to, to regulate naturally with ease and adapt to your environment, to adapt to high pressure situations, you become stronger. 
Life doesn't change. You don't have a fear of stress anymore. You yourself get stronger that you don't really give three fucks if if you're stressed. You don't give five fucks if someone triggers you because your body and nervous system becomes so resilient and strong. You yourself in your mind become so confident because all the reps you put in with your self-trust that it creates a new cycle, but it's not vicious this time. This time it's the good kind of cycle. It's a cycle where you just become a freaking growing and evolution machine. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'm sending my love to you. Please know once again, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not who you are. And any person who's ever gone through it, they're just the person who the nervous system assessed that the perceived threat that you were under required you to sacrifice your own needs. That's all it meant. And if you had to do that a lot as a child, then growing up into adulthood, naturally that was going to affect the way you behaved. It's going to affect the way you perceived stress and people and relationships. It's going to affect your behavior. And that awareness is your first step. Now that you know that this is not something to do with your personality, that you're not weak, well then guess what? Everything changed from here. Everything changes for you right now. Like, I'm so serious and I wanted to wrap up this episode by by letting you know and remember that honestly, if, if you didn't really want to do anything different and just have this awareness, this will already support you more than freaking 10 years of therapy of someone who doesn't understand that people-pleasing is not a freaking personality trait. That it becomes a personality trait because its origin comes from a dysregulated nervous system that is stuck in a fawn stress response. I love you so much. You're not alone. Thank you for being here. Please send this to someone who you know could really benefit this. As always, I want to remind you that I can't do this alone. This community grows because of you. And I'd really, really appreciate your love and support in sharing the messages that we have to say here at Hot Genius Podcast by you sharing this with someone that you know will benefit from the things we learned today. So much love and until next time. Bye.